everyone. I'm Rachel here with Ari, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer podcast. This week, we're on episode 172, and we're asking, what is therapeutic writing? Before we dive into the topic, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening if you haven't already. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with friends and feel free to write a review. So what exactly is therapeutic writing? Well, first, I want to say that writing doesn't always have to be creative or academic. It comes in many shapes and forms, and one of those forms is therapeutic writing. In a nutshell, when you write down your thoughts and feelings and discuss your day in written form, you're using therapeutic writing. I'm sure we've all had a journal or diary at one point in our lives. I know I have one from high school that I probably need to burn. Basically, this form of writing acts as an outlet for you. So if you've had a good day and want to relive the memories or preserve the memories, I guess I should say, write it down. If you've had a bad day and need to process your feelings, write it down. If you need to talk to someone but don't have the option to at the moment, write it down. Therapeutic writing is an excellent way to organize your thoughts and lay down all your feelings. I remember when I saw this as a topic and I realized like therapeutic writing is very often, as you said, like journals and diaries. And the first thing I thought was, I've never really been a journal slash diary person. I think I had one when I was younger and it was mostly just to rant about crap that my family had annoyed me with. And it was really like just angry sentences, you know, like my brother did this today. That was it. It was nothing. And then it, as you were saying that, I just realized like I did have diaries. I had online diaries. I used live journal and dead journal and open diary. Um, and it wasn't like I didn't use them like, you know, like, oh, dear diary today, I blah, blah, blah. I would just share random thoughts and feelings, not in a kind of this is my day, just thoughts random like literally as random thoughts come up about weird things and I would share that and I never really thought about it as being therapeutic writing and yet looking back looking back looking back I realized it was really therapeutic to sort of like get these weird thoughts out that I probably didn't always feel comfortable sharing with other people because sometimes especially when you're a teenager you'd say things and ask questions and people would look at you like you were you know from Mars so it wasn't always a good thing and if you used an online diary like Live Journal, you often had the ability to connect with other people who would share similar interests and things like that. It's very early websites because obviously I have a blog on my website, but I don't treat it like a journal. I don't treat it like a personal blog where I talk about my my personal life and my personal feelings. Very often, it's mostly about sharing tutorials and stuff. And I think. I think a lot of people probably think the same way. They don't realize that they probably have done some form of therapeutic writing. Because as I said, as soon as I saw this topic, I'm like, yeah, that's not me. I don't really do that. And it's like, yeah, actually I did for quite a long time as well. So it must have had a big beneficial thing for me. And I hadn't even realized. I didn't even twig that that was what it was. Well, I feel like that's that's the case for a lot of people is that they they do they utilize therapeutic writing and don't even realize it. And I never thought that it had a term. I just thought people had journals and diaries and they just liked to recount their days, weeks, months, what have you. And I always wanted to be that person. I always wanted to keep a steady journal and write in it every single day. I wanted to get to that routine, but I was never really motivated to, never had a, much of a reason to, I guess, or I never thought I had a reason to. And then I started having my anxiety issues in high school. And when I went to therapy, she suggested that I start a journal and just talk about my days 
in high school and things like that, because high school was a huge trigger for me. I was bullied a lot and I just, I did. I, my mom took me to Barnes Noble and I picked out a really cool red notebook and I filled it and I had it through high school. And then even years after high school, every once in a while, I would just write in it. And some of the entries were really, really short. Some of the entries were just literal scribbles. So <laughs> who knows what happened that day? Um, and some entries were like five pages long because I would recount every freaking step of my day for some reason. And I, everyone, I don't really look back on it. That's, this is the journal that I mentioned earlier about how I'm like, I should probably burn it. I don't really look back in it often because it was so long ago and I'm such a different person now, but that's the thing that people don't realize is when you do keep a journal and you do write the good stuff, you write the bad stuff over time, you look back on it and you're like, wow, I've really grown a lot. And you also notice that there are some issues that you're still dealing with. And, but then there are some issues that you're like, wow, I overcame that. And you also realize that there are people that came into your life that are no longer part of your life. And then there are new people that are a part of your life that are, you know, good for you and your mental health and things like that. So there's a lot to therapeutic writing than people think. I know there was a big push recently. I say recently. I say recently a lot. It doesn't mean recently. It could be like 20 years ago, I'll be honest. But there was a big push recently about like gratitude writing, where if you write a journal or anything like that, they used to say like, write three things you're grateful for. It just kind of got you in the mindset because I think a lot of people who write journals and diaries, they are an outlet and they can be often the place where we put our worst feelings and our worst memories and the things that upset us the most to the point where we might remember to put happy things in, especially if you're like, I'm going to write every day because then you will always get some days that are good. But if, if it's just one of those things where you always pick up the journal when it's a bad day, it can be this very negative space, which, you know, sometimes you need that. But I do remember people would often say, oh, yeah, if you write like three things you're grateful for every time you write in your diary. And it just kind of gives you a different mindset and puts you, you, know, puts you in a different place. It doesn't mean that all the things that have gone wrong that you need to talk about in your diary or, you know, anything like that is going to suddenly go away. But I think it can help to sort of reset you and remind you that, no matter what's going on, if you can come up with at least three things you're grateful for, and they don't have to be big things, that can really help. Um, so yeah, I think that's an interesting point. I've, again, I don't often do this, even even when I was it was recommended to me um, after I lost my sister, it was recommended that I should write my feelings down. And I didn't. <laughs> I wrote stories and said that's how I dealt with it. Um, but yeah, I can understand why people would do that because I think we do get in our heads too much. And, you know, therapeutic writing should be therapeutic. It should be a form of therapy to help us move through whatever feelings we're having. And I think being grateful would be quite a good one, as she says, as a hypocrite who hasn't done it. I mean, therapeutic writing can come in all different forms. It doesn't necessarily have to be a journal. I have heard of... Um... People do it writing three things that they're grateful for and things like that. Like sometimes people will write three to five affirmations about themselves, or they will look at themselves in the mirror and pick out three features of themselves that they like, or they will talk about favorite things that they enjoy. And the favorite things doesn't need 
need to be broad. You can one day you can pick three favorite movies, three favorite books, another day, three favorite Starbucks drinks, another day, you know, whatever. It can be anything just as long as you can look back on it and take a deep breath and feel good about yourself and feel good about your situations. But honestly, I think like Ari, when you lost your sister and you wrote stories and that's how you coped, I think that's a great way to cope. If people have read my short stories, they'll notice that there is a common theme. Everybody's dead. <laughs> I write about death a lot. And I think a lot, uh, yes, I do enjoy mysteries. I like murder mysteries and things like that. But I think a lot of that stems from the fact that my grandfather died when I was 10. And that was the first death that I had ever to deal with. I ever had to deal with in my life. And then like a year after that, my sister lost her best friend. A year after that, my aunt unexpectedly passed away two weeks after we put our dog down. And it was just like one thing after another. <laughs> and people wonder why I have mental health issues. Um, but yeah, so it's just like little bits that happen to you in your life and they don't necessarily need to be traumatic. They don't need to be bad. They don't necessarily need to be good either. But if you just write it down and just look back on it, see how you've grown and just so that you can deal with it in the moment, it's always good to talk to people, talk to someone that you trust, obviously, but writing it down also helps, especially in the moment, if you have no other outlet at that point. So that kind of brings me to my next point is how and where can you add your thoughts? And we kind of sort of already talked a little bit about this. Ari mentioned that she used to have a live journal, a dead journal and an open journal. I have never heard of those. I used to be on live journal. That one I can attest for. The other two I've never heard of. But also this day and age, we have blogs. And obviously, I'm not telling you to, you know, pour your heart and soul out onto the internet. Not everybody wants to do that. Not everybody should do that. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I have a mental health feature on my blog that I do occasionally. I used to be more consistent with it, and I hope to get back into it. Otherwise, you can just take a journal or a diary and just write out your thoughts. I know a lot of people use bullet journals to track their mood track their water intake, just basically anything. And that even though you're not recounting your day step by step, you know, making sure that you drink water every day, that's still a form of self-care. Therefore, that's therapeutic writing, especially if you're keeping track of it and you're writing it down. So basically you can add your thoughts wherever and however you want. And you can either keep it to yourself or you can share it on the internet you know, with your name or anonymously, whatever you feel like, because also depending on, you know, what you're going through, there's gotta be somebody else out there who's also going through the same thing as you are and you might find each other and you can help each other get through it. I just had a, a bit of a weird epiphany moment um, as Rachel was talking. I actually do therapeutic writing every month. Uh, a couple of months ago, I realized that every time I look back over the month, it was this like, oh, this has gone wrong and that has gone wrong and blah, blah, blah. And then it dawned on me like there was a couple of things that had happened in a month and I'd forgotten them. As I was looking through my calendar, I saw them sort of written in. So my partner and I made a decision that at the end of every month, we would do like a recap and it's just a bullet points. 
and I used my notes app on my phone. And all I did was I would open a notes app, I would put the month and the year, and then we would sit down at the end, the last day of the month, and we would literally recap the main points of the month. So if we'd been anywhere special, if something big had happened, like if we'd got COVID, like we did at the beginning of the year, or if we'd treated ourselves to something really small, but it had made us happy, if we'd met up with someone you know it didn't have to be anything big I mean there was literally one of the things we put in was on one of our walks we saw three buzzards that literally followed us the whole way like circling above us a little bit unnerving because they were big but it was like I hadn't seen the you know a family of three buzzards so that went on the list and it was I was more likely to look back through that because obviously on a notes app you just scroll up than if I'd have written it in a journal because I know if I write it in a journal like even on a lot online or in a paper journal, I would never read it. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't go back and reread it. But on notes app, we just scroll back up and go, oh yeah, remember in February when we did blah blah blah, whatever it was. I actually can't remember. I need to check my notes. <laughs> but it just dawned on me. It's like the, the one of the reasons I wanted to do it is because, especially because we work from home, and I'm, I'm sure Rachel will understand this. Your days blur together. If you don't have anything specific, if it's not like, well, on Mondays I go to the gym and on Tuesdays I, you know, go to the hiking, you know, I go out hiking and on Wednesdays I go swimming. If you don't have very set days about specific things, your life blurs together <laughs> and it's you kind of lose structure. And honestly, looking back, I would have forgotten things we'd done. So by having it down, just in a little bullet point, you know, went to this event, went to a play, we went to a went to a string quartet. We did those little things, just like an hour here or 30 minutes there, or we tried a new cafe, whatever. And we just put it down. And it just it just helps us remember that we've done other things. Because again, if someone turned around to you and said, What did you do last September? Unless you have a diary or something you can refer to, it's probably gonna blur. Unless oh, unless obviously somebody's birthday or something. You're gonna be like, I have no idea. I worked, I went grocery shopping. I walk the dog. That's it. Because everything becomes like that, especially as you get older. Ugh. Things become not stagnant, but samey. You fall into routines you didn't realise. So by writing it down, it helped us. First of all, it helps us to remember it. And second, it kind of encouraged us to do more things, which is what we've been doing over the last year. We've been trying more things and looking out for like free events at the library or you know, the odd thing we want to go to that we've never been to before. And I don't think I would have been doing that if I hadn't have been writing it down and then checking it. So yeah, that's actually the therapeutic writing I didn't realize I was doing. I love that for you guys, actually. That's really a good idea. And when you mentioned that, you actually reminded me that I do something similar. Well, I did something similar, I should say. Um, we recently got the house, an addition on the house. So I've been doing a lot of room rearranging with my family. And I found, I went through all my notebooks and I found a couple of bullet journals because I went through a phase where I was going to do bullet journaling, but I can't draw. And they weren't looking as pretty as they do on Pinterest. And I got frustrated. So I stopped, but I do have one notebook that I did utilize it for a couple of months. And what I did at the beginning of every year, I wrote on the top, the year at the top of the page. And then in different colored pens, I just wrote firsts of that year. So I only did it for 2018 and 2019, surprise, surprise, because the world shut down in 2020. 
But it was really interesting to look back and say, wow, I actually did a lot in 2020. And some of them are really small. Like one of the things I wrote was that I rode in an Uber for the first time. I don't like riding in Ubers, but I can say I did it. I had the experience. <laughs> I left the country for the first time in 2018. That's a big thing. Um, so I guess it's kind of similar to what you guys do with your calendar. I really like that you go month by month and just keep a bulleted list and you do it together. That's so cute. I love that because at the end of every year, my cousins, my sister and I, we all get together and we create vision boards for ourselves for the following year. And I guess in a way, this is kind of sort of therapeutic writing because we're trying, we're looking back on the previous year and what we did, what we accomplished, what we didn't accomplish. And we're trying to make goals for the following year. And what I do is I take all the photos that I took from that year. I've made a vision board for 2023. And at the end of the year, I'll go through all the photos I've taken and I'll just pick like two or three photos from every month and I'll get them printed. And then on the back of my vision boards poster, I make a collage so I can see all the goals, whether I accomplish them or not, but I still did do stuff. So I guess in a way it's not technically therapeutic writing, but it's along the same lines. It's visual. <laughs> That's it, yeah. And the thing is, that works too, because it can inspire you to maybe write something later or not, but it's, yeah. Yeah, you exactly. It all ties in. It's creative. It works. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, we're going to turn it over to you guys now. I think we had a pretty good conversation about therapeutic writing. So we want to ask you guys, do you utilize therapeutic writing, whether you realize it or not? Let us know your answers in the comments so we can chat about it. And remember, we release a new episode every Wednesday. Next week, we're discussing vanity metrics. To ensure you don't miss it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your way out. As always, thanks for listening to the Merry Writer Podcast. We'll see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by Writer's Block. We hate our brains. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.